The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so glad to be back here with you guys this week. And I am so thankful that you have joined me again this week. And hopefully um, I'll have something to share that will be an encouragement to you. Um, I just got back tonight from my son's soccer game. My oldest two, were they had a soccer, a soccer game tonight. And I just got back from that. And each of them scored a goal. So a little, you know, a little shout out to them. Um, I'm proud mama. Um, they won the game. Now, they played a game last night that did not go as well, and they did not win that game. And, you know, you, you, everybody wants to win, but um, everybody can't win. And it was, I was talking to my sister her at the game. Her son also plays on their team. And, you know, she was saying how, you know, we learn, we like to win, but we learn more from the games that we lose and more about us for sure. And I thought that is the truth. You know, so many times this, the things that we fail at that are our greatest teachers. You know, we, we, we think that we know something until it didn't come together the way we thought it would. Right. And so I thought that's a wonderful analogy of life. It's the games that we don't win that we win the most, that we learn the most from. I've been thinking about what to share with you guys this week. And several months ago, I had a request. I had a listener who um, is also a friend who had, I'd ask her, you know, what, what should I share? Do you have any suggestions? And she asked that I would do an episode on dealing with fear and anxiety. And I thought that was an excellent topic, but it has taken me a long time to get to it because I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it. It really is one of those things that you could take several weeks and do a, you know, a, a Bible study on fear and anxiety or, you know, just really go in depth with. And I'm, I've been trying to wrap my mind around how would I cover a topic like that in just a short episode. And so, um, what I want to share with you today is just a couple of thoughts about dealing with fear and anxiety. And I can go deeper later, but I I did want to just at least give a few nuggets. Um, And what I want to share with you today is are things that have helped me. You know, I'm not saying that this is the end all be all, not by any means, but I think, you know, I think what would I want 
um, someone to have told me 15, 20 years ago that I didn't know then that I do know now. And so I want to share with you just some things that have helped me along the way when it comes to dealing with fear or with um, anxious thoughts that try to to trouble us, that try to pull us um, down and keep us from doing, at least enjoying while we're doing the things that God's called us to do. And, you know, I... I think that I believe that we were created to live by faith, that we are created to to live um, in a state where we're trusting God and believing him and leaning on him and taking him at his at his word. I believe that's the, the kind of life that God created us for. And I also believe that fear is a result of the fall. That before Adam and Eve sinned, you know, what did they have to fear? You know, I mean, God was was their father. God was on their side. You know, what did they have to fear? If God be for me, who can be against me? But you notice in the Garden of Eden, after they fell, when God came into the garden, the first thing they did was they hid. You know, they were afraid. You know, what were they afraid of? I don't know. Punishment? Um, but they didn't want to face God. Instead of running to God, they ran from Him. And I believe that the Lord created us to to be in fellowship with Him, to run to Him and not from Him. But we now live in a place, in a world where things are, are, are not the way, not the ideal. You know, we live in a world now where it seems like fear is everywhere. And I believe it's not just out there, but a lot of times I believe it's inside too. You know, we, we live in with minds that you know, they're not renewed. You know, God says you know, we are to renew our minds, that he's given us the mind of Christ. But that, you know, when you when you become a Christian, um, that takes time. You know, and one of the things I do want to say is, you know, I remember before I was a Christian, I remember dealing with anxious thoughts and fear and dread and worry. I come from a long line of warriors. You know, I think I, I come from a family that likes to wear worry as like a badge. Like, you know, look at me. I'm responsible because I worry all the time. And I, it, it's like a family tradition. And so when I came to, to Jesus, I remember for the first time in my life, I felt peace. When, when I had a born again experience with Jesus and I saw him for who he really was and, and when I put my trust in him, I remember for the first time feeling peace and he is the Prince of Peace. And I remember for the first time I thought everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And, you know, nothing changed in my life. I still had the same issues, you know, after that I did before, you know, I, nothing, nothing changed on the outside, but my perspective changed inside. For the first time, I saw the one who made the stars and I thought, he's looking out for me and I'm going to be okay. And there is that peace, you know, there, that peace that passes understanding, you know, even in Philippians Paul encourages the people 
that he's writing this letter to not to not to walk in anxiety and fear. He says, be anxious for nothing. And that covers everything, right? Um, he didn't leave anything out. He said, be anxious, be worried for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, it'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good? You know, peace is the guard that God sets over our hearts and minds when we turn our fears into prayers. You know, every fear that comes, we can turn it right around and give it to God in a prayer. You know, the Lord, He is so good to us. He is so gracious to us. You know, I think about it. You know, He says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Why does he want our cares? I think of when I go to the Lord in prayer, I take my fears, I take my worries, I take my dreads, I take the big things that I know I can't figure this out and I can't do it, Lord. And I give them to him. And I I just I say, Lord, here it is. You you wanted it. You said to be anxious for nothing, but in you know, give you my prayers. Here are my prayers. Here are my needs. Here are the things I'm I'm dreading or the things that are weighing on me. And he takes those things and he exchanges them for peace. Now I know that he's getting the raw end of the deal, right? But it's how we walk in peace is we trust him at his word, that when I give him these things, he not only takes them, but he exchanges them for his peace that guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And that's the key, is it's in Christ. When we come to him and we experience his peace, it's like a taste. And it's like, a you know, when, when I experienced his peace for the first time, I thought, I've got to have that. You know, I've got to live in that. I didn't even know, I didn't even know that was possible. And so we pursue him. We pursue him not just for his peace, but his peace is a wonderful part of living in Christ. And, but I, I, I want to also share another scripture with you that has been very helpful to me over the years. And it's in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 15, 15. And I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified Version. It's actually the classic Amplified Version. And I like the way that it reads it. And this is how it goes. It says, All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. I like this scripture because I like the way that way it contrasts two different kinds of people. You know, on one side, it's the despondent or the afflicted. You know, to be despondent means that you have just given up hope. You know, you 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 just stop trying. It's just you there's just no reason to even try anymore. You're just existing. And the afflicted means you have just been beaten and beaten so much that you now consider yourself the afflicted. <laughs> you know, you're not, it's not like you've just had a bad day. That's your, you've had a bad life, right? You are the afflicted, you know, and so that person, um, the afflicted, once you have 
you know, committed in your, once you've decided in your mind, that's who I am. It says all the days of the desponding and the afflicted are made evil by what? By anxious thoughts and forebodings. See, it's our thoughts and the things that we are afraid of or that we are anticipating are going to happen, whether they're real or just imagined in our mind, whether they're really going to happen or just something we're afraid is going to happen. It's those things that grip us with fear. And sometimes it's not that it's not anything that we can put our finger on, right? It's just this feeling. It's just this thing that something bad is probably going to happen. You know, maybe it's just been too Maybe it's just been one thing after another, and so you're just waiting for the next thing. Or maybe it's just been too good for too long. You know, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. It's like, you know, things have been going really well, so that means there must be something around the corner. And sometimes I think we do that as a safety mode. Like, I don't want to get my expectations too high, or I'll get disappointed. But that is no way to live because where we set our minds is where we go. And God said, set your minds on things above where Christ is seated. You know, we've got to set our minds on God, on good things. You know, God says we have to think on the good things. We have to renew our mind with the truth. And it's so important because where we set our eyes is where we go. Right now, I have two two boys that are one that has his driver's license and one has his permit. And so we're teaching them how to drive, trying to. And I can't, I can't help but think back when I was a teenager and my mom was trying to teach me how to drive. But I remember that when I would look to the left or to, to the right, say there was something off the road, and Mama would say, oh, look at that. If I looked, that's the direction the car would go in. Because wherever my eyes went, that's where my steering went. And, you know, that was one of those things I had to learn as a young driver. You, you Just because your eyes go there don't mean the steering wheel has to go there. And But that's how we operate. Wherever we put our eyes, that's where we go. And so if we are always thinking of what could happen or what might happen, and we're living in dread, those are forebodings. And they produce the things that we dread, that we're, we're afraid of. It's like our mind just goes there. And it's like we can't allow anything good to happen because we're just so set on something bad is going to happen. And you don't have to live there. I don't have to live there. We don't have to be the afflicted anymore. When Christ came, he came to set the captive free and He wants to set us free from that kind of bondage, that kind of always worried, always anxious. You know, all I I think of it like, you know, a fish is in water, but he doesn't know it. That's his world. He's just swimming in his world. He's not aware that I'm in water. And that's how it is sometimes when we have lived for so long in a world full of fear and anxiety and anxious thoughts. It's just the world that we live in. So we're accustomed to it, but it's not the world that we could be living in. 
we could be living in a world without constantly dreading or living with anxious thoughts. And it would change everything. It would change the way that we see things. It would change, it would allow us to enjoy life. You know, notice the second part of that scripture in Proverbs 15, 15, where it says, but he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. See, it it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect or everything has to be perfect before you can be happy. If that were the case, we would never be happy, none of us. But it's saying that your perspective, the way you see life, the way you approach life, if you approach it as, you know, I have a glad heart, you know, I am enjoying the things God has given me, then you will be able to enjoy this life that you've been given regardless of your present circumstances, even when things aren't going your way, you still have a hope that, you know what? Okay, this isn't exactly how I want it, but I can still enjoy my life. I can still rejoice even in the midst of this trouble that I have right now. Notice that scripture that I that I quoted from Philippians just a few minutes ago. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So even while you're giving God your worries, while you're giving him your cares, you can still do it with thanksgiving. You know, you can still have a joyful heart, even when you're praying about these things that are weighing you down. And, you know, and then his peace can come in and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is not something that that comes just, you know, automatically. This is one of those things that we have to trust that it's true and walk in it. And as we do and we see, you know, things are changing, I'm changing, my mind's changing then we have hope to continue to do it. But we have to trust that, you know what? I am changing. I am growing. You know, earlier I said that I'm happiest when I am serving others. And that's true. I love, you know, I love serving others. I feel like I'm I'm doing what I was created to do when I'm serving others. But I also love to grow. I think we're happiest when we're growing. And when we're growing, there's a hope. There's a hope that, you know, maybe things aren't exactly like I want them to be right now. Maybe they never will be exactly like I want them to be, but I'm growing and I'm not going to be the same person next year that I am today because I'm growing, because I'm changing, because I'm becoming the person that I was created to be. And there's a hope in that. You know, there's a hope that, you know, things, things can get better. Now, things can get better that, you know, I'm on a journey. You know, my life is not from one is not to be lived from one tragedy to the next. See, we were created to live by faith and not by fear. But when we've lived in fear, when we've swam in fear for so long, it takes us a while to turn it around and become people of faith, people of trust, people who run to God instead of running from him. And 
I encourage you to see yourself as becoming that person, the one who has a joyful heart, the one who is who's enjoying God, the one who is growing, you know, the one who is serving with a joyful spirit, and not the one who is afflicted, not the one who is despondent and hopeless. You know, I'm no longer that person. Maybe you were. But you're no longer that person because you've been set free in Christ. He came to set the captive free. And, you know, he come to bind up the broken heart. You know, maybe your heart has been broken, but you don't have to stay there. Jesus wants to bind it up. He came to give sight to the blind and liberty to the captive. And he, he has good news for us. And that good news is that he loves us that he saw our sinful state and refused to let us stay there without reaching out to us to help us, that he gave everything so that we could be his, and that all we have to do is just receive that gift. You know, the gospel is truly good news. But I, I hope this has been encouraging to you. If you struggle with fear, if you struggle with living in an anxious state, all the time. If worry, it seems to be like a pastime. Decide that you're getting out of that. You know, decide that that that's not going to be the place where you live. It may be the place where you have lived, but it's not going to be the place where you're going to continue to live. And before we go today, before we, we go our separate ways today, I'd like to just pray for you and 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 myself and just that the Lord would 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 help us because we can't do anything any of this without him it's all in Christ father i thank you today that lord that you have provided everything we need in Christ Jesus that lord you know us you know our frame that we are but dust but you still love us and lord that you have a hope a future and a hope for us and i pray today that you would help us to walk out of the evil forebodings lord god and the anxious thoughts and lord help us to set our minds on things above god help us to see through your eyes god help us to walk by faith and not fear lord help us to change our our mindsets lord god and lord we just ask you for that hope lord that hope, Lord, that things are going to get better and that we're not the afflicted, but Lord, we are those that are of a merry heart. And we thank you for changing everything, Lord, that needs to be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.